To bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. Listen to this. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because he is, the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That was Jesus. One of the first things He did when He announced His ministry was He went into a synagogue and He, and he read that part. And He said, this has been fulfilled in your sight. He came to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour, to comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve. Do you know how to tell if the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord has come upon you? That was a rhetorical question. You didn't have to say anything. I'm glad you didn't. Because that would have been like, if you guys all said yes, I'm like, okay, well, well, let's sit down and carry on. Listen to this. He came to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. One of the signs that God has come into your life is that you have beauty, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. One of the signs that God is in your life is you have an oil of joy instead of mourning. One of the signs of God on your life is that you have a garment of praise instead of despair. And that's what I want to focus on right now. A garment of praise instead of despair. The New King James, or the King James Bible says, for a spirit of heaviness. Do you know how to, no, do you know how, let's go deeper on this. Do you know how if you've got a garment of praise on you? Despair has no place in your life. Do you know sometimes why it's so hard to praise? Because you might have a spirit of heaviness on you. The last thing you sometimes want to do is pick up another garment and put it on. But I want to challenge us tonight that if you're prepared, even in your heaviness, to pick up that garment of praise and put it on, it says that the spirit of despair will disappear. I said that around the right way, didn't I? Yeah? The spirit, of disa- the spirit of despair will disappear. Now, do you know, let's drill even deeper. Do you know the biggest thing that's holding you back from praising the Lord? The biggest thing that is holding you back from praising the Lord is not your experience because your experience tells you that He's good because your experience tells you that He's love because your experience tells you that you've gone through trials and tough times you haven't felt alone so it's not your experience it's the fear of man it's the fear of man it's the fear of man that's the problem It's looking to your left and looking to your right and wondering if you're going to be a weirdo if you begin to praise the Lord. 
It's going into your workplace and not being sure that you can say it because you're worried about what they'll think. It's called the fear of man. It's being worried about what their schoolmates will think. If you put God first in your life and you choose not to do stuff, if you begin to say, I have changed because He's done this to me and I'm going to do this for Him. Praise, praise is always, praise is always the difference between worship and praise. Worship goes, God is good. God is amazing. God is beautiful. He's wonderful. Praise said, He's all of that and He isn't for me. He isn't for me. So what we're going to do before we go any further is we're going to shake off that spirit of fear of man. We can't go any further in this house. We can't experience experience anything deeper in God without shaking off that fear of man. It sounds so weird. We're all brothers and sisters in this house, but for some reason, we all feel a little bit antsy about lifting up our hands, about clapping, about shouting. Tell you what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to shout. We're going to shout right now. I'm going to do what an increased speaker does. I'm going to come down here. I don't feel... Don't fall off. Don't. We've got to get rid of this, this fear of man. We've got to stop worrying, worrying about what people think. And we've got to start praising, not just with our mouth, not just with our head, but our heart. And it starts tonight. It starts tonight. See, the platform tonight. He's good. He's God. He's with us. Is there anything else that we need? Is there any other reason that we need to praise Him? He's so good. The walls of Jericho came down because the people shouted. The prison bars were shaken because they began to sing, began to pray. It started tonight. Now, we don't need a big band to do this. We just need a heart that says, I'm going to praise with everything I have. Father, would you hear our praise? Father, would you hear our worship? Father, as we lift you up right now, come on, speak in tongues. Lift up your hands. Don't worry about what the person's doing next to you. Oh, he's worth more than worrying about that. We place you first tonight, Lord. We place you first in this house, Lord. And we give you praise. We give you praise tonight. We lift you up tonight. Bible verse that says that, and this is not just my opinion. <laughs> 
<laughs> but let's try both those things, eh, regularly. Because we should praise the Lord with our whole being, with our whole body. David did that in the Bible. And we, we need to just not give a rip what the person behind us, in front of us, beside us thinks. You know, you imagine what it was like for Jesus being on the cross, almost naked in front of everybody. But He did it. He didn't care what people thought. If He cared what people thought, He would never have gone to the cross. We've got to get over that fear of man. And that was a great word. I want to pray for two groups of people tonight. There's a first group. We're just going to pray in your seats. But if you were here at Increase over last weekend, if you came to any of last weekend at all, even just one service, I want you to lift both your hands up now. I want to pray over you because I want to seal the work that the Lord did. And I don't want the enemy to rob us of anything. And I'm just going to pray that the Lord... Um, doesn't let us go back to how we were before. Doesn't let you or me go back to normal because God says it's a new normal. It's a new day. And He doesn't want you to go backwards. He wants you to go forwards. He wants us as a church to go forwards and not backwards. Father, we do pray for every person who was here with their hands raised, Lord, that you would seal the work that you did, that the change you brought would be permanent and we would go forward with zeal and the joy of the Lord. We bind you, devil. You will not rob us of anything. We break off apathy of the people of God right now in Jesus' name. Fill us with the zeal of the Lord. Let us go forward into all the things you have for us. We thank you for every prophetic word over every individual over us as a church. We claim it right now in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give God some praise. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I think it was the last night of increase. And lots of young people were up the front in the mosh pit. And there was this whole row of Empower Kids and like some of the younger youth as well. And they were all in front of me. And I could see all these young people, but I didn't just see them. I saw in the Spirit rows of people behind them. And those are all the people that they're going to reach for the Lord. All these rows. And I'm like, Lord, I claim that for your kingdom. We want that, not just the young people, but the potential that each person has to reach other people for the Lord. And I felt like that's what the Lord saw. He didn't just see the way ones who are up here praising God, but He saw all the ones that they're going to reach up here as well, because God is outside of time. And we're going to sing another worship song in just a moment, and I'm going to call some people out, and I'd love it if you wanted to come. If you are the first generation Christian in your family, you're like the first Christian in your family, you've got saved and no one else in your family is saved, or no one else in your family is walking with the Lord at the moment, No one else in your family goes to church. If that's you, why don't you come now? Because we want to pray for you guys. Am I the only one in the whole church that is the first Christian in my family? Okay, come out and make a row down the front. That's awesome. Lift your hands to the Lord. And I just felt this verse for you, Jeremiah 1. The Lord said, and this is a CV, so it's a bit different to the the one we most of us know. I am your creator. Before you were born, I chose you to speak for me to the nations. Nations in Scripture is always ethnos, which means people groups. Before you were born, I formed you in your mother's womb and I called you, I appointed you to speak for me to the peoples, to the people groups. And Lord, right now, Why don't we have someone stand behind each one of these? If there's someone without someone standing, why don't you come and lay hands on them and pray for them? 
Because I tell you what, I, I'm in this category too. It can be quite lonely being the only Christian, the first Christian in your family of origin. <laughs> and they can think, what the heck? This is whacked out. What are you doing? It's a phase. You're in a cult. We've heard it all. <laughs> but, you know, you can stand firm. And Lord, right now we claim everyone else in their families. We claim them for the kingdom of God. We pray for the aged parents of these ones here. And we say, don't let them die until they're born again. Keep them alive, Lord, until they're born again. Save souls. Save all of their families. Lord, we pray that their kids will be saved. Their brothers will be saved. Their sisters will be saved. Their mums, their dads. Lord, we pray for all of their families. In Jesus' name, to come into the kingdom of God. Strengthen these ones. Lord, make us intercessors for our families. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, I just feel like the enemy wants to uh, curb our fruitfulness. He wants to try and keep the fruitfulness from happening. But we just prophesy fruitfulness right now. Begin to picture in your mind's eye. Begin to picture in your brain your family coming to Jesus, your family reading the Bible, your family in the baptism tank down here under the stage with their hands raised being baptized. Visualization is a very important part of faith. Just start seeing it now in Jesus' name. We're going to start, the ministry team are going to come and pray for these people as we worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. You might think, man, this is a bit of a different service tonight or what have I walked into? I don't believe there's any coincidence with God. You, yeah, because God wants to speak to you. And if you're going to listen, God's going to talk. Amen. Amen. Um, I wanted to speak about something tonight. Um, I just want to speak to you about doubt. And everyone goes, oh, well, no ways I'm going to go forward and be prayed for because I don't doubt. Well, let me just tell you quickly, you're in incredible company because Jesus said of John the Baptist, no one greater has ever lived than John the Baptist. Okay. So here's John the Baptist who was one of the first to really identify Jesus. When he saw him walking on the shores of the, the, the lake, he said, um, I'm not even worthy to undo the, shoe, the throngs of his sandals. Um, that is the Lamb of God who's come to be slain. He was the one who baptized Jesus, and he heard the voice, the audible voice from heaven saying, that is my son who I'm greatly pleased with. So this, this guy was the greatest of all who lived. And he goes six months later, he's in jail, and his disciples are looking after him, and he says to them, could you just go to Jesus and ask, is he really the Messiah? Or should we expect someone else? <laughs> this is John the Baptist, people. And, and yet he had issues with doubt. And, and if you are born again and you are not our senior pastors, you probably have issues with doubt. <laughs> you know, we, we, we all hear a word of God. And we go, man, really? Was that person speaking to me? Was it maybe not? Or, or we've had promises. And we've been waiting for years and years and nothing's happened. And so we go, man, I'm, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe this doesn't work anymore. Maybe, maybe I just made it up and maybe it was just a feel-good experience and a tingle or whatever. And so we all have doubt in our lives now and then. But there's another story in the Bible. A guy had a demon-possessed boy and he brought him to Jesus. And he said, if you can, will you heal him? And I love what Jesus said. He said, if I can. He said, if you just have a little bit of belief, I can. And then I love what he said. He said, will you help my unbelief? And so I believe tonight that if you come before God with just those simple words, Lord, help my unbelief. Maybe I'm believing for one of my kids to, to come back to God. 
Babe, I'm believing for that, that word you said of me where I'm going to be a leader and, and head the, the head and not the tail. Maybe I'm believing for that to happen, but I've been doubting. But tonight I want to say, would you help my unbelief? Maybe you have a prayer need that you've had for years and you maybe even stopped praying because you said, well, I don't know if God will ever answer that. Um, I know people we've prayed for and they haven't been healed. But I will never let that stop believing that God can do it. And so I'm going to ask you all, we're going to worship. If you, th- This is how this works. You come forward if you want to be prayed for. But if you don't, you stand over there and you pray and you worship and you still experience the presence of God. This is not just for these people. That's for everyone still to take part with. So I don't want you to switch off. So I'm going to ask you all to stand and we're going to sing a song of worship. But I want to say to you, if you have any area of doubt, and this is not a thing, oh, shame, I've got doubt in my life. This is a thing of, man, I've had doubt, but I don't want that anymore. I want God to help my unbelief. Then I believe there's something in coming forward and um, letting someone just lay their hands on you and transferring their faith. And it's God that will change and bring change to your circumstance, not the person that's praying for you. So I want to just ask you right now, don't, don't hesitate. If you've got any areas of doubt in your life, say, man, God, I'm waiting for that promise. I'm believing for that. Or I'm still not going to stop praying for that healing. Then you get forward right now. We're going to worship. And some folk are going to pray for you and just say, Lord, help my unbelief. This is a time when we can say it's good for us to have been here, to be here. And we're still buzzing after last weekend, aren't we, with increase and all that God gave to us and taught us and all the blessings he poured out on us. And um, this morning when Brett talked, gave his communion talk and those pictures of those miracles that he put up, he liked the turtle, but I liked the Japanese puffer fish. Um, There. Do you know that little critter? It blows me away. He said that they make that design on one day of the year, once a year, with one flipper (laughs) and on the bottom of the ocean. And I was thinking it would have to be at the right time in between the tide coming and going out or it would just be wiped away very quickly. And I was thinking, why would God put that DNA into that little fish? No one sees it. We, we, we don't walk along the beach one day and see a whole lot of those from the puffer fish. It's at the bottom of the ocean. And I thought the only reason for that is that it gives joy to the heart of the Father. It brings him pleasure. Isn't it amazing? Um, I wonder if we have an understanding of how much God loves our company, how much he seeks us out. We know he's done so much for us. What's he looking for from us? In the Garden of Eden, it says that God came and walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. He didn't beam them up to the throne room for a daily report. He came down to them and walked where they were because he enjoyed their company. When that relationship was broken by sin and Jesus went to the cross, one of the last things he said to his disciples before he's arrested was, when I'm lifted up, I will draw the hearts of people to me. He was, he did that and drew our hearts to him because he wanted us, he wanted a response from us to what he's done for us. The woman at the well, Jesus said to her, 
My Father longs to have sincere worshippers. It brings pleasure to his heart. The prodigal son, the father watched him walk away. And he kept watching. When he saw him again, he didn't see the back of his head. He saw his face and he was coming back. And he did what any respectable patriarch in that culture would never do. He lifted up his robes and ran. Men didn't do that. He ran towards his son who was covered in filth. And he hugged him because he loved him. And I thought, wonder what would happen one day if... God got up in the morning and looked at the diary and said, what's on for today? And he said, whoa, it's Japanese pufferfish day. I've waited all year for this. Yay, we're going to see it today. And if the little pufferfish woke up that morning and, oh, no, it's that day again. I don't feel like it. I've actually forgotten and I've made plans to do something else. I've got some other pufferfish to meet. And... It's just not me today, and he didn't do it. Wouldn't it be ridiculous? But that wee fish does what God created him to do. He just does what God created him to do, simply that. He doesn't have a free will, but we do. And we've been created to worship. We've heard so much tonight, and it's just blown me away. Jean and Eleanor, they both said, you know, what's our response? We've been created to worship. Richard Foster says, worship is our response to the Father heart of God. And tonight, we're able to bring joy to the heart of God. It's amazing, isn't it? In response to all that we've received from him, we can give him joy by worshiping him. It's a response from our spirits. But we are spirit, soul, and body, aren't we? And sometimes we come into a place like this and we don't feel like worshipping. Stuff's happened. It happens to all of us and we just don't feel like it. But it's not long that we're in this sort of an atmosphere when our emotions catch up to our spirits and we listen to the words that we're singing and we say, yes, that's true. And we get caught up in our spirits and our souls join together. But we're spirit, soul, and body. And it's a really, really good thing if all three parts of us come into alignment. It's good on lots of levels. The Bible describes worship in very physical terms, describes various postures. It says, talks about being prostrate, which means flat on the floor, nose on the carpet. Talks about worshiping standing up and kneeling, lifting up your hands and clapping. Talks about worshiping by lifting your head to God or bowing your head. Talks about dancing. The point being that we are to offer God our bodies as well as our spirits and our souls, our whole body, our whole person. And there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no legal thing you've got to do it in a certain way. You might do it a different time every single time. There's no pressure. But it's a good idea to move. There'll always be a reason not to. What will I look like? What will they think? Some of us might think if I get down that low, I'll never get up again. There's always a thought there somewhere that will stop us. 
but don't let that fear hold you back. Like Jean started with, don't let that fear of man hold you back. We've got an amazing opportunity tonight to bring joy to the heart of our God by worshipping him wholeheartedly. So, yes, this is open. Come and do whatever you want to do. Find a place somewhere in this auditorium on your own and worship God and just do what he puts on your heart to do. Don't worry if you're doing the same as someone else or they're doing it differently. Just between you and God, worship him with your whole spirit, soul, and body. You may be seated. I'm the last one. So just relax. One of the things that uh, last week, so if if you don't know, last week we had a conference that went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, We had two speakers. And one of them, Vicky, got up and just said, look, everyone can hear from God. And that it's not just the people on stage. We can all hear from God. And um, I repeated it this morning. We can hear from God. And I feel that the last thing that we've all got to do is hear from God for someone else. And I thought, oh, you can never ask people to do something unless you're prepared to do it yourself. Is that right? So I want to pray for three people. Uh, One's Brett. Where's Brett? Is Brett here? Brett. Mallory. No? He's what? Fixing something. Yeah, that's what I felt I needed to pray for him. Okay. Yeah, just find him. Um, Can I pray for the gentleman right there? Yeah, can I pray for you? Are you happy to come out here and I, I pray for you? Is that all right? You just want to stay there? Oh, yeah, you, you can come anyway. Come, come and stand here. I'll pray for you. Now, I was talking to a, a girl here um, some from, from Caddy Caddy, and you said your mother bought you. Who's your mother that bought you from Caddy Caddy? Can I pray for you as well? <laughs> Is that all right? Dobbed in by your, your kid. Instead of it being the parents dobbing our kids in, you've been dobbed in. So, so look, when it comes to, oh, hi, Brett. <laughs> I'll do you first. Just, just uh, um, look. When it comes to giving a word, I often find I don't have the clarity that sometimes I want. I've just got to step out in faith. Now I know it's from God if it's encouraging, and it's always got to be encouraging. If it's not encouraging, then then I don't do it. Okay, which does mean that that in a sense, <laughs> and I've been misquoted on this, but but I shouldn't get it wrong because. It's encouraging anyway. And there's a scripture that talks about God having a thousand, like more than the sands of the seashore is his thoughts towards you. Or the stuff, like, so every moment of every day, there's God's got these things. And what we've got to do is grab a hold of it for somebody else. And uh, for you, I just, I just get, I, I'm so conscious that you just serve so much for our church. 
And I was thinking about you. Often you don't get to come in here, but I just I, I just got this strong, overwhelming uh, favor of God and love of God, and that you do not underestimate the significance of what you do, and the people you support, and the things you create, and and uh, the voice that you have. Uh, and at times people don't know it's your voice. And you're okay with that, but your voice is powerful. I want you to stretch your hands towards Brett. Father, Lord, I just pray for an increase in his voice. And I see God using your voice to influence into places where no one else could go. Lord, I just pray for a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit and empowerment, Father. Fresh wisdom. And Lord, I pray you'd give him uh, men that would serve with him, Father. Lord, you already have, but Lord, I pray you'd increase the people around him that would serve, uh, Lord, and would uh, support and enable things to happen, Father. Lord, we just thank you for him. And Lord, I pray you would just bless him in every area of his life, Father. I thank you for his faithfulness and his goodness. Bless him, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Cool. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I don't know anything about you, okay? But I did, except uh, that you're in Kitty Kitty, is that right? That's right. I, I just saw um, you praying for things, and and at times you've thought this is not working. My my prayers are not working. But but I just it's like I can see this bright light in in Caddy Caddy, and it's because of your prayers. And there's other people praying. They're not the only one. But I can just see, and I just really felt to flan, fan that flame and to keep praying. And you are going to see the things that that you've had on your heart, the things that you've wanted to see happen. You're going to see them happen as you just continue to pray. Okay, let's reach your hands towards you. What's your name? Ruth. Father, I just pray for a fresh anointing. Lord, I thank you for the power in her prayers. And don't underestimate the power of your prayers when you pray. I see you moving things, stopping things, starting things. You're, you're, you're even uh, affecting the gateway of things into your, into your town and, and the, the gateway into things in people's lives. Father, I pray for Ruth, a fresh empowerment of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, God, Lord, take away every bit of fear, Lord, and I pray for an increase of that power. Lord, and I've just, I just see it. I see it, that, that it will multiply. There's people around you that you're praying with and in agreement, and, and, and there's a power flowing through, and there's a light shining. And Father, we just pray for Caddy Caddy. You bless it, Father. Bless that school, Lord God. Lord, I pray for great leadership in that high school, Father. Touch it, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray there will be a move of your Holy Spirit through that, through that high school, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Is that all right? Yeah, cool. What's your name? Jordan. Okay. Now look, just while while we're still here, you've just got to get a word for the person next to you because that's the last thing we're going to do, okay? So, so you know, I'm giving you time so that you're not getting all fearful or wondering. Just, just what's your word? It might look at it might only be one word. Just one word. Hey, God loves you. I Look, that, that can be the most powerful word that someone needs to hear because they're thinking God doesn't love me. And it's as simple. So just, you already? No, no one looks nervous, so that's right. Sorry, I've forgotten your name already. Jordan. Jordan. Okay, let's pray for Jordan. Father, I just thank you for Jordan. And Father, I thank you for your hand upon his life, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit. 
God. Let him know you. Let him know you, Father. Touch, Lord Jesus. Touch, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fresh flow of your Spirit and everywhere he goes. I don't know if you play any instruments. Do you play any instruments? No. I just see God giving you a, a voice to, to, you know, I thought it was a singing voice, but it's a voice to bring wisdom. And you think, man, I don't know whether I've got wisdom, but I, th- I just see God giving you wisdom. And I see you encouraging people around you. You don't have to fear the future. God's got it all in control. He's with you. He's not against you. He's for you. And I just see you around people just speaking uh, words of encouragement, even just like I'm speaking for you. I just see you doing that, going up to people and just encouraging them. Father, I thank you for the love that flows out of Jordan. And Father, I pray for an increase of that love for people. I see you lifting people up, putting out your hand and lifting them up, lifting them up. I see you protecting some people. Holy Spirit, I pray for a fresh touch, Lord, a fresh And Lord, even for any of the unbelief that Jordan has, Father, I pray that fresh belief and that, Lord, you you see him and you love him and you know him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's all pray for Jessica. That's cool. Father, right now we've just prayed for Jessica in hospital, Father, in the Waikato, Father. Lord, we, we, some of us don't even know who Jessica is, but Father, you know her. And Lord, right now I pray for divine healing. Lord, that you would help the doctors to be able to di- diagnose accurately. Lord, you'd guide their hands in what they do, Father. And Lord, I pray for 100% recovery. Lord God, a recovery for Jessica. And Lord, a speedy recovery. Father, I pray for fresh confidence. Lord, I pray she'd have a joy and a peace. Lord, I pray you'd take away all her anxiety and her worry and peace would flow into her life, Lord Jesus. Touch her, Lord Jesus. We'll, thank you, God. Touch her, Lord Jesus. Amen.